the uh, scriptures today have a theme that underlies everything. It's listening and hearing. Listening and hearing. And um, it goes way beyond just listening with the ears because listening, and for that matter, seeing, are uh, also metaphorical. For example, um, a blind person sees with their fingertips, not with their eyes. So is it a metaphor? I guess it is kind of, but, but the actual seeing of, say, letters and words on the elevator, the, the floor, they, they touch and feel those little bumps of Braille and they see with their eyes. The deaf uh, hear with their eyes and so they watch television and as someone is speaking, there's somebody doing all the sign language and they're getting all of it. They're seeing with their eyes or they read our lips if they're really good. Even if we don't speak very clearly, they can read our lips and, and know what we're saying. It's amazing. And maybe the people who have the hardest time of seeing, because I'm going to say with the heart. In fact, the scriptures like to use that phrase, eyes of the heart. Uh, I think maybe if we have 20-20 vision and perfect hearing, sometimes we don't really see and we don't really hear. Because um, maybe we're distracted or I don't know. Um, but listening is, is an art, I think. It's not an easy thing. Um, how many spouses tell me that uh, they're talking to their husband or wife and they've got their back to them and maybe because they're angry or something with them. So they're like this, doing the dishes. Yes, I'm listening. Are you? Really? Well, turn around and look at me. You know, or we say that to our kids. Would you just listen? Listen to what I'm saying. Just listen. Shh. Listen. Listening isn't always easy. It isn't always easy. Or, I, I, one of my favorites, and you should all be a priest confessor for one day. Get a special permission from the Pope to sit in the confessional and listen to people. Oh my God, the things you hear. And one of them, it, it just, you know, if anybody here has said anything like this, don't, I'm not picking on you. It's just, it's just kind of funny to me. But um, I was in a parish before I came here, St. Joseph, and listened to confession three hours every Saturday. Three hours. Oh, my God. And the number of times I'd hear somebody come in and confess their husband's sins or their wife's sins. And he does this, and he does that, and he doesn't do this. And I, and I said, well, what are your sins? Well, yeah, but he does, you know. And so I would say to them, somebody would say to me, Father, I told my husband, I, I'm, I'm sure... 20 times to stop doing this, and he keeps doing it. And I say, really? Do you think you've told him 25? I'm sure I have. What about 30? Yes, Father. I tell him all the time. You think you've told him 50? He says, yes. I say, I'm not trying to pick on you or be funny or anything, but you think you've told him 100 times? I'm sure I have, Father. And I say, well, then what do you think telling him 101 is going to do? He hears you. He's just not listening. He's just not listening. So the scriptures lay it out for us. In the first reading from Deuteronomy, God chooses Moses to go give his word to the people because the people were afraid of God. And listening to his voice, as the scriptures proclaim it, uh, they, they said, please, God, don't speak to us, your voice. You're too mighty. We can't hear you. Take that fire away from us in the mountaintop. So God said, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I'll send a prophet in my name, and he will speak to you. And you better listen, because if you don't listen to him, 
and you don't do what I call you to do, woe to you, you're going to pay. And if my prophet doesn't say what I told him to say, or speaks about other gods, I'll kill him. That's how strong this message of listen, listen to what I have to say to you. The second reading is kind of interesting because uh, Paul was preoccupied in his writings with the idea that Jesus Christ was coming back any day. And the message was, get ready. It's urgent. Be ready when he comes. So he says in this passage today, if you're not married, don't get married. Focus everything on the Lord. He said, because people who aren't married can focus on the Lord and pay attention. But if you're married and you're a husband or a wife, you've got to pay attention to your, your husband or your wife. That's your duty. That's what you're called to do. And so you can't, just can't stay as focused on God and his coming. So uh, the scriptures then say in the responsorial psalm, actually before the second reading, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Or to put it in another language, listen with your heart. Love the word of God. Love the voice of God. Love the many ways that God is speaking to you. Through your life, through your troubles, through your sin, through your struggles, through through difficulties, through painful times, through joyful times. Listen to God. When I was in my first parish in San Marino, I learned two really valuable lessons. I'm sure many more, but one, they were both about listening. One was uh, listening with my eyes. Uh, this young man came in to see me for some spiritual direction, and... Um, I, he, he wasn't getting to his problem. I could tell he, he was dancing around it. Maybe he was afraid to open up the question. And so he, he spoke to me, and I, I tried to listen and tried to, you know, pull it out of him, and, and it just it didn't go very far. A second time he came in, the same thing. But the third time he came in, he was so nervous. He was, he was like this, just fidgety, and it just obviously really stressed so I said, well, how are you today? He says, oh, I'm fine, Father. And he's going through all these, you know, nervous things. And I said, really? Is everything going okay in your life right now? He, oh, yes, Father. And he does the same thing. And so a third time I asked, because three times is a charm, they say, I asked once again, you know, are you sure that everything is all right? And then he burst into tears. See, I was listening with my ears, and they weren't helping me because I listened to his words and his words weren't describing where he was at, but his physical actions were. So if I had not been looking at him, maybe doing something else but listening, I would have missed it. But I saw with my eyes, I heard with my eyes, and then we were able to get into his issue. There was another time that I, I learned to listen with my body posture. And this one was really odd, but um, there was this woman in the parish who didn't care for me at all. And she told me why. Um, I think she was wrong, but that's all right. She, she had her opinion. She, was, she was, uh, had a right to have it. Um, so she had these kids, and the trouble with her that it bothered her so much, her kids adored me. They were in our Catholic school, but she could, couldn't stand me. But I have to give her credit because this was a woman who took to heart, who listened with her heart the gospel message to love even your enemies or people that, that you don't care for. And that means not to want to go out to pizza or pretend to like them. She told me how she felt. 
but she prayed for me. She told me she would. She, uh, she wasn't rude to me. And she told me what she thought uh, would help me. She was a psychologist. And, and uh, she said things to me that helped. And one of them was this. I was outside after school. Uh, the children were coming out. There were four exit doors. And I was looking for servers for confirmation. And I was trying to get the best kids who, who I knew could do a good job and would need uh, just a little bit of instruction. And this, her youngest child, Joey, came up to speak to me. And he was all excited about something. He's, Father Perry, Father Perry. And he starts telling me, he's a little squirt like that big. And so I heard everything he said. And I even listened with attentiveness to his moods, his feeling. And he did this. And I said, really, Joey? But I'm not looking at him. Really? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. And so I was really responding. And he kept speaking to me. Well, uh, and I'd say, excuse me, Joey. Hey, Martha, would you come over here? Go ahead. Go ahead. So when it was all finished, he ran back to his mom. The next day, she called me. And she said, Father Perry, do you mind if I... Um, give you some advice or make a suggestion to you? I said, no, that's fine. And, and I knew, again, how she felt about me. But she said, you know, yesterday, and she says, I'm not saying this because it's my kid, but because I think this is important. She said, you know, when a little child comes up to speak to you, you're six feet tall and they're four feet tall or three feet tall, um, and you don't get down to their eye level and talk to them, they, they don't feel that you're really talking to them. You're way big up there, and they're way down here looking at your belly button or something, you know. And so uh, she said, it's really important to try to get down to their level and look into their eyes and speak. Give them your attention. It makes all the difference in the world. And I said, well, thank you very much. I'd never thought of that. And I followed that advice. Um, And I think it's true. Even your body posture tells somebody that you're listening. Like, what have you got to say to me? Then, then you turn your back on them. That's not listening. It's hearing, but it's not really listening. Or it's listening, but not really hearing. So today, these scriptures uh, then come to the gospel. And this is where it gets really interesting. Because um, here were these people that were listening to Jesus. They were actually amazed at everything he said, impressed. When he spoke, they're saying, oh my God. God, who is he? Where does he come from? How come he has so much authority? He doesn't speak like these scribes. They were all impressed, but there was one among them who had an unclean spirit, possessed whatever. And he comes up to Jesus because he listened and he heard. And the proof of it was what he said. He says, Jesus of Nazareth, what have you come here? Why have you come here? I know who you are. And then he says this, you're the Holy One of God. He recognized the Messiah. You're the Messiah. And Jesus turns to him and said, quiet, come out of the man. Here's the great part of the story. The unclean spirit listened and he heard. And he obeyed. And he came out of the man, convulsed the man. The man probably dropped to the ground and the spirit was gone. And the people, again, they were amazed at what they saw and what they heard. And they even commented, who is he? Where is this authority? He even speaks to unclean spirits and they listen and they obey him. Who is he? 
But I'll tell you what their listening did not do. It didn't transform their hearts and their lives. We know the end of the story. Some of those same people, maybe all of them, were out there shouting, Crucify him! Crucify him! Really? You're so impressed, you're so amazed, and yet you would join a mob and shout, Crucify him? It's a very telling story, and I want to propose to you that, that Jesus wants to shake us up in this story. He wants to turn us inside out and upside down, but ever so gently. Uh, I've come to believe deeply that the Word of God means to disturb us, but ever so gently. Spiritual growth is not usually a cataclysmic thing that, you know, uh, although those moments happen, you, you miss dying by that close, or, or you lose somebody that you love dearly, and, and your whole life is turned upside down. And sometimes we are called to tremendous growth through tremendous crosses. But I suspect even when those things happen, the growth continues around that, but ever so gently and ever so slowly. It's kind of like people, didn't do it in my family, but people who would have their kids go to the closet door and they would stand against the wall and mark them at um, five years, two months, you know, or each birthday and put the name of the child so that you'd see each year how much they've grown. And that's our spiritual growth. But how does it happen? Why does it happen? It's because we listen. We learn the art of listening. I am convinced today God will speak to you and me a hundred times. Speaking through this beautiful weather. I'm celebrating the Mass here, looking at these homes and hills. It's, it's gorgeous. That little Catholic bird up there singing, the one over here. It's, it's obviously Catholic. He's just singing so beautifully. I'm still alive in the middle of a pandemic. A year later, yesterday, a year. Wow, God, thank you. Uh, we can count the blessings, a hundred of them today. And those blessings are not just like a blessing, like 10 bucks. It's a blessing from God that speaks to us, that is telling us how loved we are. So the challenge and the gospel call that we hear today is clearly this, listen. Hear my voice. If you, today you hear my voice, harden not your hearts. No, on the contrary, if you, today you hear my voice, open your heart. Let me speak to you. Let me love you. Let me give you life.